everyone. Welcome to the Engage and Equip podcast. I'm Ashlyn Phelps, the communications coordinator at High Point Church, and this episode is part of an ongoing series called The Cutting Room Floor. The reason we have this series is because when Nick is preparing for a sermon, there's a lot of content that has to get cut for time's sake. And in these episodes, Nick is able to expand more on his sermon. Two weeks ago, during Nick's sermon on Sunday, January 26th, he promised us a cutting room floor episode. So here it is. In this episode, you'll hear Nick and Jill talk more about meekness. This is a term that Christians have generally lost the true meaning of, so they're going to expand more on what it is and what it isn't. If you haven't listened to the original sermon yet, we recommend listening to it before you get to this episode. You can find it at highpointchurch.org sermons or on our sermons podcast, and it's called A Serious Man Leads Rebuilding. As always, if you have any questions or feedback from listening to this episode, send us an email at podcast at highpointchurch.org. Thanks for listening. Hey, everyone. This is Jill. I'm with Nick. Um, Nick did a sermon last Sunday, which was January 26th, if you want to go back and listen to it on our sermons podcast. On um, Oh, A Serious Man Leads Rebuilding. Okay. But it was a lot about meekness. So yeah. we're going to be talking a little bit more about that, and we only have now nine minutes. So we're going to see what happens. Yeah. So I wrote a follow-up blog yeah. to the sermon to try to give exposition to meekness because I believe it's a virtue that is really a family of mm-hmm. virtues that we have just completely lost touch with in our mm-hmm. culture. It's one of those virtues that is now kind of seen as a vice of weakness, mm-hmm. but it's really a great strength that leads mm-hmm. to enormous health and godliness. And so I, I so I go read the blog at the Engage yeah. and Equip blog. HPCMadison.com. Go yeah. Yeah. And we're going to go over some highlights mm-hmm. right now. Yep. Um, so meekness is kind of one of these terms like godliness or righteousness that has been used forever in Christianity, but that sort of needs to be re-explained. Not redefined, but re-explained. Right. And so we're going to do that and compare it to some other things that you might think of when you think of meekness. Um, yeah, the blog starts off with mm-hmm. most of the biblical references to yeah. meekness. One of the reasons I wrote a blog instead of just doing this podcast is because this is worth studying for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. And having a written study guide to do that, I think, is helpful. Mm-hmm. So first, um, meekness is not just low position. Nick, right. can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I think that people read the the um, beatitude, blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth. And they assume what that means is rich people think they own the earth. Mm-hmm. Poor people are dispossessed. God's going to reverse that in the end. And I don't think that's what it means. You'd have to mm-hmm. believe that every person who owns land, but that fundamentally every single one, it's an injustice. And I just, I don't think that that's true. I don't mm-hmm. think Jesus believed that. But I think that, Instead, this is a quality of character that is a spiritual richness. And it is these people who God is going to entrust the earth to in the new heavens and the new earth. And they Mm -hmm. will be the stewards that Adam and Eve and their offspring should have been taking dominion Mm -hmm. over the earth and filling it with image-bearing, godly Mm -hmm. human beings who would be that kind of meek steward to believe Mm -hmm. that they're over the earth, but in a way they're under it too. Yeah. That they understand their stewardship responsibility and in the, and they work it out in the fear of the Lord and are therefore meek mm-hmm. because they're not self-important, mm-hmm. right? They're humble in all the right ways and they, they react to things that way. I think that's what the 
what it means. Now, in a lot of cases, poorer people will have learned that lesson mm-hmm. through the pain of life, and poverty and meekness can can naturally go together. Mm-hmm. Um, just like there are some spiritual virtues women are naturally better at than men, mm-hmm. and men naturally better at than women because they interact with them more because of their station in life. But I do not think any poor person should think, well, I'm poor, therefore... I'm going to get a great break in the new heavens and the new mm-hmm. earth. That's not true. Mm-hmm. Those who through faith pursue God in godliness have this role in the new heaven and the new mm-hmm. earth. Yeah. So it's not dependent on your station. You, We all need to be meek. <laughs> right. And pride yes. often attends on riches. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Wealth isn't an evil, but the love of wealth is the root of all kinds of evil, the scripture mm-hmm. says, and evil tends to bring out, or um, wealth can often bring out the worst in us. Mm-hmm. And so there is definitely a correlation between wealth and wickedness, but it's not inherent to the wealth. Mm-hmm. It's inherent to our sickness in the curse. Yes. Okay. So if it's not low position, um, meekness, you might think it's just being a pushover, but it is also not that. <laughs> Do you want to talk more about that? Yeah, I just think it's like we talked about related right. to poverty. It's yeah. not a low position. It also means that you're not just somebody who constantly backs down. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I've said on the podcast that you don't. You, some ideas shouldn't be balanced. You have a primary idea and then you have an adjusting idea. Mm-hmm. So we talked about um, like debt. You shouldn't spend more than you make. That's the primary idea. Mm-hmm. There are some situations like to buy a house or to get an education by which you can get more income. In those mm-hmm. cases, for another reason, it's okay to take on a certain kind of debt in a certain amount. I think similarly with with meekness, your default is deference towards others, mm-hmm. making them feel at home, making them feel comfortable, recognizing their needs, mm-hmm. putting them before yourself, right? Like mm-hmm. Philippians 2 said, don't do anything out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility, consider others better than yourself your attitude should be like that of Christ Jesus. That's Jesus' attitude. That's a description of meekness, mm-hmm. right? That's your default. Now, there's certain circumstances in which you'll have to then, somebody will, will act sinfully or they'll act a, in a certain way where the deferential res- action or default isn't mm-hmm. right anymore. Mm-hmm. At that point, you need to, like, because Jesus was very meek and at certain points he yelled at people and flipped over tables. That wasn't his default. His default was kindness and clarity and telling people mm-hmm. the truth. At certain moments, he had to engage in being in that, that kind of assertive, still in a kind of humility. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important to recognize meekness doesn't mean you're always a pushover. What it means yeah. is you're naturally deferential unless you must be otherwise. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is a virtue. And I think mm-hmm. our culture could use a, a whole lot more of it. Yeah. And that deference, when it does happen, is that the right term? Deference? When, instead of deferential? Like, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, that deference comes from a place of security and strength, internal mm-hmm. strength. You're choosing to do it in the right moments yeah. instead of choosing to defend yourself or take something from someone else. Right. It's, a, it's a version of self-forgetfulness yes. and hospitality. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And right. so it, it will be perceived maybe by some as being a pushover, but you're not being a pushover. You're choosing that in that mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. I think there's a very strong way to show interest in other people and yeah. their needs. Yeah. And so I think when we try to be strong and courageous people, you can listen to someone else so intently that mm-hmm. they can feel a certain kind of strength coming off of you. Mm-hmm. And you're really listening. That's 
a hundred percent deferential, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. There's no strength in listening to somebody just waiting for them to shut up so you can talk. Mm-hmm. That's just pride and vanity, mm-hmm. right? So defining strength well is really important. Yeah. And a lot of our, I'm, well, I'm not going to be a pushover. That's all pride and vanity most of the time. Mm-hmm. It's just sinfulness and hatred. Mm-hmm. And I think knowing what that is and realizing that standing up for yourself should mean standing up for your God-given dignity that it would be an offense to God if you let people run down a certain kind of dignity and it, they will then attack it in others. Mm-hmm. And so you have a responsibility to stand up and try to help correct that person and invite them into something better. That's not what most people do. Right. And it's, yeah. it's real obvious when people stand up for themselves well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's often for the good of the other, if the other person is being wicked toward you, right. to, the loving thing is to help them see that <laughs> right. so that they can stop too. I mean, it's right. Well, in yeah. historic, like I think the next point you're going to look at yeah. is what, like, what is meekness? The opposite. Right. Of, yeah. What, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Because if people say, well, me, the opposite of meekness is being assertive. Mm-hmm. That's not what Christian theology has thought historically. Right. right. The opposite of the virtue of meekness is the, is one of the seven deadly sins, the vice of wrath. Right. Right. Which is, inordinate anger Mm -hmm. it's self-indulgent anger self-assertive anger it's prideful anger Mm -hmm. right and indulging in wrath is the opposite of meekness which Mm -hmm. leads to a kind of assertiveness but all the worst kinds it's selfish ambition it's trying to take something that you feel like you deserve that you don't have or that you lost or Right, Something. and your feeling of what you deserve is pretty self-indulgent. Usually. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so so if you think of the opposite of meekness as not being assertive or direct, mm-hmm. right? Meekness is not indirectness or unassertiveness. Mm-hmm. Meekness is the opposite of wrath. It is to keep your temper under control, to not be self-important, mm-hmm. to see the value of others, and to be deferential and loving towards them and their needs, mm-hmm. right? Or yeah. to copy Jesus. Right. Yeah. Who always tells the truth and it's hard to hear, but he's always in his demeanor, very peaceful and gentle and humble and always working for the good, always working for what's healthy, always working for Mm -hmm. what's truly honoring to God and glorifying to God so much so that, um, people could get the wrong idea and think that Jesus didn't think he was God. He was so (laughs) focused on the glory of God and not his role as a human person, even in the role of Messiah Mm -hmm. that people could in their minds separate the two. For, I mean, for him, they weren't separate, but mm-hmm. yeah. So I think it's important to recognize that the opposite of vice is not assertiveness to meekness, but it's wrath. Wrath, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. if you if you read enough to understand wrath and you understand meekness, um, and there's a link in the blog mm-hmm. to read on meekness versus wrath, mm-hmm. which I think will be helpful. Yeah, there's a lot we're skimming over in this blog, so you should really go read it. But we're going to move on to um, some stuff in the sermon that okay. Nick didn't get to. So um, I think probably the recording they put up was first hour, which will include these. I just went over kind of fast. Yeah. Yeah. So the um, do you want to go over the first two points at all or just go to the third point? Just what they are. The first two yep, is, okay. is that if, if you're leading with meekness mm-hmm. towards renewal, it encourages people to sacrificially serve in a way that nothing else can do. Mm-hmm. Um, a leader who is both bold and courageous, who's ferocious for the cause, for the truth, for God's glory, but meek in relationship to the promotion of himself or herself inspires people. Because what it, what's, it means is you're the first servant, right? You're not saying, come serve me. Mm-hmm. You're saying, come serve this thing with me. 
And so meekness in the leader leads to a meek response by people and they give themselves to serving the thing. The second is solidarity, that it brings people together because in meekness, you're not promoting yourself over others. You're really drawing people into community. We're all equal in this thing we're pursuing Mm -hmm. and we're all going to benefit from it. Mm -hmm. It's for all of us and it's ultimately for God's glory. It's for him, not for us. Yeah. That tends to lead to solidarity. Right. People come together, right? Yep. And then um, third, you said meekness creates a contagious sense of responsibility. Right. So as you read through chapter three in Nehemiah, what you see is people, they feel solidarity with each other, but they put their hand to the thing that's closest to them. One of the one of the political divides mm-hmm. in America is the the progressive conservative divide, mm-hmm. where progressives it seems like they're all about solidarity. If we all come together, then as a collective, we'll accomplish X. Mm-hmm. And then the conservatives say, no, 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 no. Everybody needs to do have personal responsibility and do mm-hmm. their thing. And the picture of flourishing in Nehemiah three actually rejects both of those as totalities. That by everybody coming together to an idea bigger than themselves in solidarity, Mm -hmm. everybody puts their hand to the thing that's right next to them in personal responsibility. Mm -hmm. And the two feed off of each other. Everybody's responsible to do what's their responsibility. People come together in succeeding in the thing they're pursuing in solidarity. Mm -hmm. But the solidarity gets everybody motivated to really do that thing that's their personal responsibility. Mm -hmm. And there's a theological connection there that I think politics can't create. Yeah. Right? A truth that everybody's after. But you'll see in Nehemiah 3, people worked on the wall that was closest to their house. Mm -hmm. The people in charge of the East Gate, they were the ones who worked on the East Gate. Mm -hmm. Um, And as you go through, you see this over. All the people who came from other cities, they worked on the part of the wall closest to their city. Mm -hmm. And the gate that they'd be going in and out of when they Mm -hmm. would visit the city. And so you see this more and more and more in this section that people work on what's closest to them their responsibility, but within the solidarity. I think that's important in considering that meekness is not being a pushover because you can hear, I am I have an overactive sense of responsibility mm-hmm. <laughs> that I've had to work on. And so sometimes I hear responsibility and think and feel overwhelmed because everything feels like my responsibility, right. but it's not, it's only <laughs> the thing that God has put right in front of me. And so that gets to, um, you need to have that internal strength to determine what that is. What to is have your the, responsibility? Yes. Right. And as you believe in and participate with others in the solidarity, mm-hmm. I think Gen, or, um, Galatians 6 is great on this, where it says within a couple verses, carry each other's burdens mm-hmm. and everyone should carry their own load. Right. Like two sentences apart. Because in the apostle's mind, a believer who is self-forgetful is always going to work their hardest mm-hmm. and want to have energy to share with others. Right. But everybody's got to know, look, there's going to be times where you're going to have to carry other people. Mm-hmm. And those people that are getting carried in their mind, they should say, I can't wait till I get to the place where I can carry my own load mm-hmm. and maybe someday help other people carry their own load. Only if everybody's trying to carry their own load, will we have enough to carry the people we have to carry. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's really important. Yeah. Okay. We got to hit this last one. Yeah. Four. Only ferociously meek leaders can bring God's renewal. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like people look around and they wonder why renewal doesn't happen more. And Mm. what you find is, is that basically the entire nation of Israel who'd come back 42,000 people, there's only one Nehemiah. Mm -hmm. Like we want to all think we're good people. And on some level, you know, most people are good people on a certain level. But the minute Nehemiah walks away, things start getting corrupted super fast. Mm -hmm. And um, 
his being there inspires everyone. And as long as he's there inspiring everyone, people behave way above what they would do. Mm-hmm. And the minute he's gone, and you see this in the whole history of Israel, when the king is good, everybody's good for a while, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the good news for Christians is, is that we actually have a king who's always good. And to the extent to which we believe we're under the rule of Jesus, mm-hmm. his ferocious meekness mm-hmm. can make us servants, mm-hmm. can bring us into solidarity with each other, can um, give us a strong sense of responsibility, and can make us ferocious leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it takes a certain kind of focus, and, and it, you can't just be like, well, I'll be kind of meek. Right. The, uh, the irony of meekness mm-hmm. and humility is you have to be ferociously courageous about it. You almost don't know you're being meek and humble. Yeah. Because you have to work so hard <laughs> at like becoming the, the strong enough kind of person to be that way. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not like, you know, it's the difference between being a nice person and a good right. person. Right, yeah. You have to try to be nice. If you're trying to be nice, you're working on being nice. If you're trying to be meek, you're working on being secure in your in in God and all these other things that you're right. working on. If it's your goal to be a good person, mm-hmm. right? You're like, okay, what does God say is good? Mm-hmm. And it's a self-forgetful, like you commit yourself to this other truth. Right. A niceness can come from insecurity or mm-hmm. it can come from strength. It can come from mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. It's just this like, oh, please like me. Right. And But you can be nice because you're good mm-hmm. or you can be nice because you're weak and insecure. Mm-hmm. And so pursuing niceness isn't, sufficient mm-hmm. because you can it cannot grow you if you pursue goodness you will be nice yeah if you right if you pursue humility mm-hmm. and meekness you'll be deferential mm-hmm. properly mm-hmm. but you won't be that pushover that everybody can see and and just doesn't respect at all mm-hmm. you won't be that kind of deferential right right mm-hmm. but you also won't be a hothead full of wrath <laughs> standing up for yourself out of pride and vanity right you know mm-hmm. and so if you pursue meekness as you pursue godliness It'll make you the right kind of strong, the right kind of differential, deferential, right? And that's why it's so important to say, what is faith for? Mm-hmm. Well, faith is a gift of God. It's for my salvation. It makes me a son or daughter mm-hmm. of God. It right. It, it assures me of my faith mm-hmm. that God is going to bring me into a good future forever. But then you say, okay, operationally, what is my faith for right now? Mm-hmm. And the answer is, to pursue the good in God's creation and world by first pursuing virtue in your own soul. Yeah. Right. And that has always been a Christian truth. And only recently have some psychologists said, make your bed first, Mm -hmm. right? Sort yourself out before you try to change the world because we've got so many, um, well, it's always younger people in most generations, but there's so many people who want to change the world and they Mm -hmm. can't keep a job. They -hmm. don't shower when they're supposed to, they can't even make their bed. They like, they're not sorted out themselves Mm -hmm. and God uses people who are in a very messy place a lot of the time. But, but when he does things like through people like Nehemiah, Mm -hmm. he does build virtue in them. Yeah. Godliness. Mm -hmm. And then through that, he changes the world around them through responsibility, service and solidarity. Mm -hmm. And then that grows slowly like a plant. Like an oak of righteousness. Yeah, and most people <laughs> yeah. aren't patient enough for right. that. But that's the only way you grow something mm-hmm. both big and strong. And, and that healthy. will happen if we allow mm-hmm. that process 
if we submit to that process. Yeah, yeah. and if we all pursue these things, God can make some Nehemiahs, mm-hmm. you know. But ultimately, we have to keep looking to Christ as the truer and greater Nehemiah to put our failures of meekness on him and then to, well, he literally says, take my yoke for I am Mm -hmm. meek or humble in heart. Like even as our teacher, he's meek Mm -hmm. and he can teach that to us too. Yeah. Well, that was definitely not nine minutes, but it was pretty short for our our podcast. Short for us. Short for us. All All right. Thanks guys. We'll see you next time. listening to this episode of the engage and equip podcast if you have a podcast idea or a question you'd like answered on the podcast send us an email at podcast at highpointchurch.org if you'd like to find more episodes you can go online to highpointchurch.org slash podcast you can also find us on apple podcasts google podcasts overcast and other apps like that we hope this episode was helpful to you as you grow in becoming a more substantive disciple and a part of the local church If this episode was helpful to you, rate or review us on Apple Podcasts or share this episode with a friend. Those are some of the best ways we have to reach new listeners. Until next time, thanks for listening to this episode of Engage and Equip.